I have a couple questions for you to consider on this second Sunday of Lent. And the first one is, what would you say is the ultimate goal, the final destination of your life? And second of all, do you live your life in such a way that it's apparent what that goal is, what you're ultimately striving for? Is it an obvious thing when people are looking at you from the outside, what it is that your final goal, your objective is in this life? And if not, why not? And I would say just kind of something you know I've quoted many times before from that Patrick Coffin show, I think the ultimate goal, frankly, is our salvation. You know, be a saint. What else is there? And the question is, do we all live in such a way that it's apparent that that is what we're striving for, what our goal is, that it kind of consumes everything that we do. And it's interesting to me that on this second Sunday of Lent, you know, we go from you know, sort of like a drastic change. From last week, we had the, the gospel of the temptations in the desert. We saw the fact that Christ has entered into everything with us, like us in all things but sin, not sort of like, you know, just kind of prancing through all this real quick, but no, really entering in to the difficulty with us to the point of going out to the desert for 40 days, being hungry, allowing himself to be tempted by the devil, and sort of pointing towards the right thing, you know, answering back with, man does not live by bread alone. You shall worship the Lord your God alone, and him shall you serve, and you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And the beautiful thing is, is that this Sunday, we get to see a glimpse of what living in that way, the way that our Lord, you know, succeeds in the temptations, what that leads to. The glory of the transfiguration. You, know, you go to Mount Tabor, Jesus takes the apostles with Him, and we get to see in, so to speak, by hearing the Gospel today. And just that glory that's there. Notice with Jesus, it's, not, it's so much more than it was with Moses on Mount Sinai. With Moses, you know, His face was still glowing after the fact. In fact, He had to cover His face with a veil because people were so for lack of a better term, freaked out because there's this glory coming from Moses. Well, Jesus, it's more than just His face. It's shining from His clothes. His whole person is just radiating the glory of God. You've got Moses and Elijah. You see the fulfillment of the law and the prophets right there with Him. And then, to use a big technical term, you have this theophany, this revelation of the Holy Trinity as God the Father speaks from the cloud, this is My chosen Son, Listen to Him. We get this glimpse of what the ultimate goal is. This sort of you know, peering into heavenly glory beginning and breaking forth right here on earth. But the interesting thing is, right before the transfiguration, Jesus tells the apostles what's got to happen first. And He tells them, listen guys, well He doesn't use those words exactly, but He says... The, what's going to happen is that the chief priests and the scribes will reject me, will reject the Son of Man, he will be killed, and on the third day I will rise from the dead. And then immediately he brings it home for them too. Before they go up the mountain of transfiguration, this is what he says, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? 
And then, after telling them of the need to embrace the cross, then He gives them the glimpse of this glory. And the thing is, that glory is what we're all created for, to be with our Lord forever in heaven. And you see St. Paul talking about this in the second reading today. The most important thing that we should be striving for, and he's worried on behalf of these people that he loves, that they're not paying enough attention to it. And the letter to the Philippians is fantastic. It's only four chapters long. I highly recommend sitting down and reading the whole thing. Two things about it. First of all, it's one of the friendliest letters of St. Paul. Okay, like he, he loves the people in Philippi so much, he's very rarely angry at them. Like if you compare it to the Galatians, I mean literally, this is a quote from Scripture. St. Paul writes to them and says, you stupid Galatians. And so, you know, that's in there. Read it. It's wonderful. It's kind of exciting to read. But when it comes to the Philippians, like they have his heart. He loves them so much. And the second thing, he is writing them this from prison. He is literally chained up with a guard as he's writing what we heard in the second reading today. Remember, he's not sitting like on a desert island with a cocktail, putting his feet up and just, hey, come and join me. No, he wants them ultimately to experience the closeness to Christ that he has. The peace to literally be in a prison cell and still be overjoyed. And he's worried about the people who are out there in Philippi and says this from our second reading today. For many as I have often told you, and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. He doesn't want them to set the bar too low. He doesn't want them just striving after goals that are just going to pass away. And he uses strong language. He doesn't want them to be enemies of the cross of Christ. And I think it's good for us in this second week of Lent to ask ourselves, are we conducting ourselves as enemies of the cross of Christ? Are we setting the bar too low? Are we just focused on things that are just merely earthly rather than ultimately in everything we do striving for our heavenly homeland, that ultimate goal that we get a glimpse of in the transfiguration today? And this week, we got an interesting news story that I think exemplifies this being an enemy of the cross of Christ in the world today. It's a temptation that's understandable and at the same time very sad to read about. You may have heard about this story. Like 50 people were indicted in a huge university admissions scam. Okay, So all these folks paying huge sums of money to get their kids into prestigious universities. Like basically to kind of pad their SAT scores, to get uh, different athletic trainers in, in these universities to say that, th- that their kid is, is you know, being uh, recruited by them, to give them a better chance. All these things, like this big fraudulent scam to get their kids in. Now I will admit, you know, it's an indictment, it's not all done yet, I don't even know any of these people, you know, except for kind of sad. One of them is Aunt Becky from Full House. Um, I hate to see that. I hope it's not true. But, you know, you see what's happening with all this. You can understand where the parents are coming from. But talk about taking away, being an enemy of the cross of Christ and nearly going for an earthly goal. There's a story in the National Catholic Register that kind of summed it up like this. It all boils down to this question. What is your vision for your children? 
said Michael Van Heck, the president of the Institute for Catholic Liberal Education. He said, if you aim for the true formation of man, college and career will happen, and the child will be ready to go where they should go. But he told the register, but if Harvard is heaven, then you will do whatever you need to do to get there. And therein lies the problem. Okay, a career, it's great, right? Or like a whole sports career and striving for all the trophies you can get, being a successful athlete, having a great career, making a huge salary, fine, good goals. But for God's sake, they're not heaven. They're not worth sacrificing your character, doing these terrible things, being an enemy of the, cro- of the cross of Christ to merely get a goal that will pass away. And that's where during Lent we have to ask ourselves the question, am I living in such a way that I'm living like an enemy of the cross of Christ? Is my goal to be with Him forever in heaven? Am I living in that way? Or am I settling for stuff that really at the end of the day is going to let me down? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you know sports and things and the career and the good education. Yeah, they're all good. But they're not God. They're not going to ultimately satisfy us. I had a buddy in seminary. I had kind of a sad story. He was this big college recruit. This, he was going to play at one of the biggest colleges in the United States with a great football record. I won't say the name because I make fun of them all the time and really don't like this team. And this didn't help. So this guy, big recruit, everything is gearing up towards his career. He's going to be playing for them. He tweaked his knee. He called the coach. You know, oh, hey, Joe, how you doing, buddy? Good to hear from you. Hey, coach, something bad happened yesterday. I hurt my knee. Oh, we'll talk to you later. That was it. That's the end. Joe doesn't matter anymore. And how sad that is. Like I said, don't get me wrong. Sports, they're fine. But what is more important? Your child's athletic career or their relationship with God Almighty? The one who knows them, loves them, brought them into existence. What are you going to choose? The game or mass? What's more important, your honesty or your salary? Don't be an enemy of the cross of Christ. Keep the ultimate goal in mind all the time. Is it easy? No. Look, St. Paul's writing from prison. But what he wants is for the people he loves to share in the greatest treasure that will not go away. The love of Christ. And why is that? Because as he said, our citizenship is in heaven. And that will last forever. Do we have to deny ourselves and take up our crosses daily? Yes. Is that always easy? No. But do we have ultimate help? You bet we do. And our Heavenly Father tells us from the cloud today, this is my chosen Son. Listen to Him. Once again, in this Mass we hear, this is my body which will be given up for you. He gives us everything we need. The important thing is, is that we never act as enemies of the cross. That we remember what our ultimate goal is. And let that affect everything you do, from what you watch on TV, from when you get up in the morning, from who you talk to, how you talk, how you live, how you pray, everything. If it's directed towards that goal and our citizenship in heaven, if we listen to Him, we will achieve that goal. Don't settle for earthly things, but listen to Him and strive to be with Him today and then forever. Praise be Jesus Christ.